This is Masonic Muscle episode 35. Welcome to Masonic Muscle, where we explore the mysterious origins, history, traditions, and symbols of Freemasonry, while at the same time encouraging you, brethren, to increase your level of fitness, strengthening your body, mind, and soul, and getting an awesome muscular and mental pump at the same time. We give you more light, but no lightweights, please. When you're in the dungeon, when you're in the gym, hit it. Hit it hard. I mean, if you got an injury or something like that, well, you know, you got you to take it easy. But if you're not increasing the resistance progressively, masonry is a progressive science. And in the gym, we got to progressively increase the resistance in order for us to continue to see results and get results. Thank you so much for listening to Masonic Muscle. Make sure you, you rate me everywhere you listen to, and I say rate, not, you know, R-A-T-E, not the other word. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, you can listen to Masonic Muscle on, on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, CastBox, Stitcher. Also follow me on Instagram at Masonic Muscle or write to me. If there is something you would like to hear about concerning the mysterious origins, history, traditions, and symbols of Freemasonry, or a guest you would like uh, for me to interview, and you can email me at MasonicMuscle357 at gmail.com. So what I have is a quick one, and what I wanted, you know, I was just been thinking there's been things going on uh, around the world with this pandemic and different governments acting in similar ways, but the citizens and the people beginning to rise up and uh, fight for their rights, fight for their rights. And here in America, you know, as this thing started and uh, lockdowns happened, whether you, you want to call them uh, stay-at-home orders or whatever it is you want to call them, you know, things, things began to happen really quickly. And then, you know, for a lot of people, you're, well, what, what about our rights? Some people were afraid of, of a, an invisible cooties, and others were afraid of what this means to the corrosion of your rights. And if you listen, if you remember... And you listen to, uh, I forgot what podcast it was, where I interviewed our uh, past district inspector, Jim Ridley. He said that, well, you know, our rights are being corroded every day. Every day they've been, they've been being taken away one by one. And so this is another opportunity for the powers that be to continue. But the citizens, you, if you just turn on the news, you'll see that they've been fighting back. And um, in England, the prime minister... Boris Johnson just eliminated all of the restrictions. No more masks, no more uh, mandates for vaccinations. You're free to go about your business. So what does this have to do with Freemasonry? Well, when this happened, you know, a lot of Masons were rising up and asking a lot of questions. And what we were being uh, guided to was, you know, the uh, oaths that we were that we have taken and what it what it entails and that we're supposed to be obedient and there's that thing right a lot of um a lot of um celebrities and a lot of 
uh, people on the news began to go their own ways and they were saying, no, we will not obey because a lot of these laws are unjust. A, a lot of how they're, these the, uh, government officials and non-government officials have been acting has been unjust, is unjust, and they're not even elected officials. But for us Masons, they, they were directing us to a certain, certain portions of our, of our obligations and ritual. And here's one that uh, we can share with you because it's written in plain English. It's not esoteric, it's exoteric. And it has to do with uh, a portion where it talks about our duties as a citizen. And it says that as a citizen, you are enjoined to be exemplary in the discharge of your civil duties by never proposing or countenancing any act which may have a tendency to subvert the peace and good order of society by paying due obedience to the laws under whose protection you live and by never losing sight of the allegiance due to your country. Now, that all sounds well and good when things are running in a fashion that seem well and good. But when things like this happen, all of a sudden you begin to question everything. And here in America, we have something uh, also that becomes very, uh, you know, when you get selected to something like the jury, like jury duty, you're like, oh man, I don't want to go. And, uh, but something very important happens or can happen when you get selected to jury duty. And if you get selected to a case, what you're not told about is the supreme power that a jury has, and that's the power of jury nullification. What is that? Now, Lysander Spooner, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but uh, he's written many books. One of them was Trial by Jury. He was prolific during his time. This book came out in 1852. And listen to what he has to say when it comes to the power of jury nullification. He says, for more than 600 years, that is since Magna Carta in 1215, there has been no clearer principle of English or American constitutional law than that in criminal cases. It is not only the right and duty of juries to judge what are the facts, what is the law, and what is the moral intent of the accused, but, but that it is also their right and their primary and paramount duty to judge of the justice of the law and to hold all laws invalid that are, in their opinion, unjust or oppressive and all persons guiltless in violating or resisting the execution of such laws. Among checks on government, trial by jury is the final say. We, the people, have the final say on the validity of any law. Whatever jury instructions are given by an ignorant or misguided judge, the jury has the final vote. They have the right and the duty to judge both fact and law. Let me read that again. They, meaning the jury, meaning us, we, we are citizens. And if we get selected to jury duty and we are on a case, a trial, we have the right and the duty to judge both fact and law and to vote according to their own consciousness or our own consciousness. So these uh, mandates that have been being passed and uh, you know these wh whatever you want to call them, there are not laws because they have to go through a process that all 
all proposed uh, laws have to be uh, go through, and that is to, through the judicial uh, system, legislative system, sorry. And, and then once it's gone through all the, the uh, checks and balances, if the vote, if they vote for that, yes, it's going to be a law, then that's, that's when it becomes a law. So there's a, there's a big confusion because of our, you know, lack, lack of understanding and, and there's a lot of fear out there and, and uh, uh, there's a lot of promotion of, of uh, uh, you, you know, uh, sleight of hand and smoke and mirrors. And so now let me bring it back to what I just read in our charge as an inter-apprentice mason, what it says as a citizen and try to put it together, piece it together as far as what are we supposed to do as masons now? What is our, what, what is our role in this? Well, our role, I mean, we're citizens of the United States for, for those of us who, who are living here and who uh, pay our taxes and all that, we're, we're, we're citizens. And so things happen really quick. And a lot of times we, we make judgments or, or vote on something, but we're not fully informed. Why? Because that takes time and effort. We're going to have to dig through these things like me. I just, I looked the stuff up online, but I've been, I've been aware of it for, for many, many years. And when I go to jury duty, uh, I'm praying that I, that I stay on there because I want to see. I want to see for myself, but I will tell you one thing. And all the times that I've been called to jury duty, and then I finally get to the next stage where, where my name gets called to go and be a part of this group that, that is going to get qualified or disqualified as part of the jury. Never does the judge or any of the lawyers ever tell the jury of the power of jury nullification. Never. And I'm telling you that as truthfully as I can, because that is the truth. And they never tell us that we have the right and the duty to judge both fact and law. And if they do, they word it differently where it, it gets lost in translation. They don't tell us just like that. So bringing it back to masonry, okay, well, what about, well, that's one of the powers when we begin to really, really apply grammar, logic, and rhetoric one of the three of the seven liberal arts and sciences that we get introduced to later on in our journey as Masons, we really begin to pay attention to that, to these sorts of, uh, you, you know, inconsistencies in what people say or what they don't say, how they say it and how they try to frame it. And this is what, this is, this is Masonic muscle, right? So this is increasing our, our mental power. This is our increasing our critical thinking skills, our strengthening our critical thinking skills so that we may live a more peaceful life first within our heads and our hearts because there's a lot of confusion and there's stuff being thrown at us all the time, all the time. Let me, let me give you some more instances of what Lysander Spooner said in his book, Trial by Jury, uh, concerning this idea. And, and this fact, he says, and they're bullet points, right? There, there's like, uh, let me see, seven of them. So here's the first one. The trial by jury is a trial by the country, that is by the people, as distinguished from a trial by the government. 
Number two, it is indispensable that the people or the country judge of and determine their own liberties against the government instead of the government's judging of and determine its own powers over the people, which has been happening right now, right, under the guise of emergency powers. Number three, to secure this right of the people to judge of their own liberties against the government, the jurors are taken or must be to make them lawful jurors from the body of the people by lot or by some process that precludes any previous knowledge, choice, or selection of them on the part of the government. This is done to prevent the government's constituting a jury of its own partisans or friends. In other words, to prevent the government's packing a jury with a view to maintain its own laws and accomplish its own purposes. As a matter of fact, I think one of the Supreme Justices just retired, and they're saying that uh, this gives uh, Biden the, the ability to pick his own and, and, you know, packing the Supreme Court. Number four, if the government may dictate to the jury what laws they are to enforce, it is no longer a trial by the country, but a trial by the government. Number five, the jury are also to judge whether the laws are rightly expounded to them by the court. Number six, the jury must also judge of the laws of evidence. If the government can dictate to a jury any law, whatever, in a criminal case, it can certainly dictate to them the laws of evidence. That is, it can dictate what evidence is admissible and what inadmissible, and also what force or weight is to be given to the evidence admitted. And number seven, the jury must judge of and try the whole case and every part and parcel of the case free of any dictation or authority on the part of the government. Now, in Freemasonry, we have laws, rules, and regulations. Every state has their Masonic code. Here in California, it's the California Masonic Code. In Arizona, it would be the Arizona Masonic Code. And all around the world, they have their own Masonic Code. And, and so... There's a lot of, here in the United States, I'm not sure about other countries, but it, it might be that the, uh, the Masonic code is very, very similar to our very own constitution. And so, and we have a lot of similar rights and privileges within the Masonic fraternity. So these, these same things apply as well, where uh, Master Masons once a year have, have the right to to uh, inst instruct the master. Look it up, brethren. Look it up, and you're going to find that. Um, I, I, or I might, I might not have the wording correct, but basically, you know, we, that, that's when we, we, uh, we can talk to the master. And, and, um, and uh, so I don't have the correct wording, so I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, make it sound something different than what it is, but it's, it's within the Masonic Code. Uh, also, uh, before uh, the lodge selects who is going to go represent us at the Grand Lodge communication, we instruct them as to how we want them to vote and represent us. So a lot of similarities, right? But it all comes down to this understanding and being informed of how this works so that we can better govern ourselves and never forget that we elect our representatives and tell them and instruct them what we want, not the other way around. So 
again, well how, well, how does this relate to Masonic muscle? Well, Masonic muscle isn't just uh, sitting here in the dungeon with uh, me and the boys and, you know, a couple of buddies and their kids and we're lifting weights and pushing ourselves and, you know, and yelling at each other and, and telling each other we're showing ourselves all kinds of weakness because you're not lifting heavy enough or, you know, you didn't get that extra rep, you know, all in good, all in good uh, taste because we're, we're trying to push each other and we're trying to better ourselves. But also Masonic muscle has to do with strengthening your mind. How do you strengthen your mind? Well, you got to educate it. You got to cultivate it season after season, just like in uh, the year as, as it passes, as it comes and goes, there's a time for, for plowing and seeding. There's a time for the crops to grow. And then there's a time for harvesting. Well, it's the same thing with the mind. You have to do the same and the same thing with the body. So you have to combine body, mind, and soul and increase and improve that connection so that we can become better individuals and, and live better. But what's the point of getting all strong and muscular and being, being able to do, you know, a thousand burpees uh, and, you know, with all different kinds of exercise in between and, and, you know, that burpee is one burpee, but you do a thousand of those. What's the point of all that? And so you can defend your body when you can't even defend your own mind. We have it backwards, right? So we have to first learn how the mind works so that we can defend our own mind and live in peace and not be, not be living in fear because of all the uh, stuff that's, that we see on the news and we don't have any critical thinking skills or enough to be able to judge what is valid and what is not and where to find valid information. So that's why I'm including that in here. So this is Masonic muscle, Masonically strengthening your body, mind, and soul. Get out there and get some. And continue to follow me and share this with everybody you think will enjoy it. Until next time, peace out.